one day you would walk in and you think, oh my God, this amazing jewelry, it's fantastic. We'll be fine. And then I would turn to Laura and go, yeah, it's all gone, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do? Who can we hire to make more jewelry? And it it was sort of desperate to the point where the production manager couldn't believe that we were ordering more. costume i'm elizabeth joy glass and i am lord spencer hey hey elizabeth hey spencer how's it going (laughs) it's going because i could use lord in this episode i feel like it's finally right (sighs) ah just abandoning all that patriotism (laughs) after two episodes (laughs) you know it's right (laughs) (laughs) to be a lord (laughs) how's it going elizabeth how's the how's the play going stressful (laughs) no it's fun it's fun it's uh it's tech week so there's just a lot a lot happening yeah we're literally recording like in between scenes for elizabeth right here she (laughs) barely had a moment for me so we're we're making it count today (laughs) i was like i have too much to do (laughs) well i've also been very busy i only have two episodes of succession left so i'm really working on some serious yes. stuff here. <laughs> Get it. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Ah, it's so good. I just, yeah, I'm stressed out. Only two episodes left. I've been really milking this show. I've been watching. I've noticed. I started it, yeah, <laughs> I started it right before the new season, and it's been like an episode every four days at this rate. So get it together. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But I'm so excited for today's episode uh, because we're talking about a show that I absolutely fell in love with. And I have to say it was kind of unexpected for how much I love the show. Same. So this week we watched Coeen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. (sighs) Spencer. So good. The way I might have liked this more than Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So uh, I actually finished it this morning and then I spent the rest of the afternoon crying a little bit. It was just so good. So right? powerful. So happy. And I don't like unlike in Bridgerton, I feel like like the stakes were very high for both of them. Yeah. Like if this didn't work, it was a huge issue. <laughs> <laughs> right. I believed in love for like, you know, 25 minutes. So that was nice. Good, good. <laughs> but then it's also so funny because I'm like, we literally just watched Hamilton and it's literally the same King George. And I'm just like, <laughs> but is it? I, I know. I need to pick up a textbook because to <laughs> me, I'm like, there's no way that handsome man is the same one that was spitting up on Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> in the Disney Plus show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's actually funny. Once me and my brother, we, dr- we drove up to Maine to visit my sister and we listened to like an audiobook about like the start of the American Revolution and the King George they described in that was much more like the King George in Queen Charlotte, where he was just mm. kind of like, I-, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, just, he's farmer, farmer George. He's, he's you know? farmer George. He's just like, <laughs> I just want to plant my plants and live my life. <laughs> yeah. You guys have too much drama. <laughs> you figure the rest out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, as Elizabeth mentioned, you know, we, the first two episodes of our patriotic uh, heroes and crowns month, uh, we stayed in the United States of Captain America 
Alexander Hamilton. Well, now we are traveling overseas to Mm -hmm. talk about some royal costumes. And what better way than to start with one of the biggest shows on in TV right now. And it's definitely an Emmy nominee. And I'm so excited to say that we also have some insight from the two incredible costume designers who brought the show to life. So, Elizabeth, I think you should start us off with a little summary for Queen Charlotte. I will, Spencer. I will read the lovely summary you wrote. (laughs) Um, Did you write it? Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) here and there. Betrothed against her will to King George, Charlotte arrives in London on her wedding day and faces scrutiny from the monarch's cunning mother. The young queen's marriage to King George of England ushers in an epic love story and transforms high society. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's dive behind the costumes. Queen Charlotte Bridgerton story was directed by Tom Verica and created by the Shonda Rhimes. Yes. The costumes were designed by none other than Lynn Paolo and co-costume designer Laura Freycon. Uh, You will know Lynn for her work on, you know, just some small shows here and there, like The West Wing, ER, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Shameless, and Inventing Anna. And Laura, on the other hand, worked as a co-costume designer on Inventing Anna with Lynn, as well as was a assistant costume designer on True Blood, Ooh. How to Get Away with Murder, Kong Skull Island, which is a great movie, by the way, yes. and Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw. So, Elizabeth, when I was getting ready to interview Lynn Paolo and Laura Freycon, I was super stoked. But like for some reason, it did connect with me who Lynn Paolo was, especially at the moment, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, OK, you know, like she worked on Queen Charlotte. And I like just like did a quick Google search. I was like, oh, it's Lynn Paolo. Yeah. And I got instantly like terrified. Spencer. <laughs> like I did connect the dots. And so this episode's going to be a little bit different. And we are mm-hmm. going to play my interview with Lynn and Laura. Such a great interview. And after the interview plays, stick around because when we come back, then Elizabeth and I are going to play our favorite game and talk about some of the costumes from Queen Charlotte. It's such a great show. So many different costumes. I mean, we could go on and on and on probably with this episode. I am so excited. I listened to the interview. It's so good. I just can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) With that, hit it, Daniel. thrilled to welcome Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story costume designers, Lynn Paolo and Laura Freycon. Hey. Hey, lovely to meet you. Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you too. I am obsessed with your work and, you know, I'm a big fan of Bridgerton and Queen Charlotte, so I'm really excited to talk to you too. I let's just start from the beginning. And one of the very first scenes of the show, soon to be Queen Charlotte is explaining to her brother the strictness, the pain, the beauty that goes into her costumes, right? She's talking about the whalebone, and she said, if I move too much, I might get stabbed and die. So 
immediately I was a big fan. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> but then it dawned to me, this takes place, you know, before Bridgerton. So we're not exactly quite in that Regency era. So my first question, maybe I'll go to Lynn first. How would you define this period and what kind of research were you two doing preparing for the show? Well, thank you for the question and thank you for watching the show. Super exciting for us, for us to have it out there in the world finally. Well, you know, we, we did extensive, ex- I mean, like exhausting research, read books, did all the usual stuff, you know, all the things that costume designers do because we're all a little bit crazy. Um, <laughs> we, we are. Deep, deep dive into the period. And I actually love this period. I, I, yes. I, I actually prefer it over Regency, to be honest. And then after we did that deep dive into the world, the real world, we then did an even deeper dive into fashion, like Dior, Charles James. How could we create a more youthful version to our modern eye for young Charlotte? And how can we address the dichotomy between the older ton and the new ton? So that's where we started. And then we ended up doing sketches and sending things to Shonda and explaining our palette to her so it was Mm -hmm. it was sort of the normal process you would do as a costume designer but on steroids almost because (laughs) you know we we had two periods to deal with and it was i i actually this show is an amazing gift i mean laura you would agree wouldn't you looking back it it's a once in a lifetime experience for me i just can't even it, it still feels surreal that we did this show and we, you know, spent a year and a half of our lives working on this. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, so Laura, how would you define this period? Because to me, I mean, immediately I was like, wow, this is over the top. This is to me the most difficult kind of period costuming. It is masterclass level costuming. So how would you define it? Well, I mean, it starts with the underpinnings for, I think, I mean, everything, every, every single thing it's corsets, it's, panniers it's stockings the stockings are embroidered the shoes have embellishment um you know just everything uh i'm trying to think then there's a, a shift that goes underneath the corset right. <laughs> body doesn't get you know sore from wearing it and you know i i could go on and on and on uh, but it's all about for us we joke that we never it we, we, it's everything from the gown itself to all the accessories and the hairpins and the gloves and the, you know, the, the for, that's just for the women alone, the little bags. We could not have enough jewelry or accessories for this show. We had to keep <laughs> making more and getting more in. And it was, yeah, that, it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> it's so exciting. We're definitely not talking about scandal or how to get away with murder anymore. <laughs> 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 well, let's talk about Queen Charlotte in her earlier years. It's clear to me that even from a young age, Queen Charlotte always had an eye for style and fashion. Uh, Her costumes are always very elevated, even before she even became the queen, just sitting in the carriage. I thought, wow, you know, this is incredible. So, Lynn, what was the overall concept behind young Charlotte's costumes? I think that the main thing for us was that we wanted this sort of youthful exuberance. Like we wanted her to be able to climb a wall. So we did it. We did adjust her corsetry so she could move a little bit more. And we chose fabrics that were lighter and bounced. You know, when she walks, everything moves with her, doesn't it? It's not stiff. It's not formal in any way. And we, we particularly, you know, in working with Shonda, who, by the way, wrote that scene 
And we just did what she wrote. It was That's on awesome. the page. Yeah, it was right there. She was like, she's wearing this and she's doing this. And we were like, yes, ma'am. And the, the only thing that we we changed was, I think Shonda had written rubies, like a ruby encrusted gown. And Laura and I didn't want to do reds on young Charlotte yet because she, you know, that's Golda's character later on. Right. So, um we asked her to change it to sapphires and and she said yes lynn sure (laughs) (laughs) you're the boss (laughs) she changed it for us bless her yeah so there's a lightness to to even in her sadness in the beginning and her loneliness everything's sort of light and as laura said we did use impressionistic paintings as our palette Mm -hmm. as our source for palette for the beginning of the show so i would think the big difference is is that um Young Charlotte's fabrics are really all very soft silk taffetas, and and we based her gowns on the Charles on Charles James's designs from the nineteen fifties. So that that was our basis for Young Charlotte. Beautiful, mm-hmm. and then even we get some visions into Charlotte's life, and you know, I will say present day, the Charlotte that we've come to know over the past few years. So, Laura, uh, there's a reason why Queen Charlotte has always been a fan favorite. I mean, she's always over the top in her style. She commands the camera, I will say. It's hard to look at anyone else because she's such a presence. So how would you describe Queen Charlotte's style later on in life? Well, first, I want to say that Golda, who plays the older Queen Charlotte, is a force in herself. So just her alone, she is the queen. She carries that. She's amazing. And she's no one else could be the queen except I I, I, (laughs) I couldn't imagine anyone else. But what what Lynn and I wanted to show is as we get through to where we discover about George's illness and how young, how he's so absent throughout, um, you know, with, with when she was having her portrait painted or all the other times that we, Charlotte adopts this, this is her, this becomes almost like her armor, her, her, her way of being the crown. And so the reason, and it, so we basically, you know, carried her throughout to start getting into the deeper colors and adopting this more structured silhouette from the young youthful exuberance mm-hmm. that we first see to where we get to now with uh, with the older queen charlotte well i'm not gonna lie to you too i love a royal wedding and we got one <laughs> and i'm so excited uh i think princess- you might have got had three in the story actually Oh, yeah, because the Regency wedding. The Regency wedding. Right, 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 right. Yes, the coronation part. Yeah. Uh, So Princess Augusta wanted Charlotte to wear something else. It was nice, but it's not what Charlotte (laughs) wants to wear, you know. (laughs) So I'm so glad Charlotte was defiant and wore the dress she brought from France, I believe. So, Lynn, we have to talk about that wedding dress. It was such a moment. I know I'm, I'm, you well, you know, from Scandal that I'm obsessed by capes, like there can never be enough <laughs> <Yes>. capes. <laughs> I'm um, with you. All gloves. So uh, I know I love a cape. So, um, yeah, so Shonda had written this scene and she had, you know, this whole discussion, also this horrible discussion between Augusta and poor young Charlotte, where she insists that she wears the British the wedding gown. And if you look at that closely in the garden, you'll see that there are Tudor roses and and Yorkshire roses all the way around the bottom of her gown. Mm. They're embroidered on there, but they're also on George's jacket. 
So that had all been planned by Augusta. This is her way of saying, you're ours now, and you're British now, and this is who you're going to be. And I'm so proud of the character that in that garden scene, she decides, I'm not conforming. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this. I'm going to be much more fabulous than these people want me to be. And then when she enters, I mean, it was such a great moment on the set because people in, in the audience went, oh, yeah. <laughs> they weren't supposed to. So, <laughs> that was me and, at home last night. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, we had uh, we had done all this research and we found tons of different representations of sort of stronger, bolder embroidery. And we decided we were going to go for it. And our amazing embroiderer, Twan, back in England, we, we spent about six weeks on this gown, I think, mm, and then mm-hmm. the cape over it and our embellishes went in. We just wanted this strong moment where this woman walks in and shocks everybody, Do you know, that, that right. she didn't conform. She was going to be a force of nature, and that's what we wanted that gown to do. Uh, it, it was beautiful. Laura, what did you think of the gown? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we I just love that thing. I want the cape for myself, that big cowl and everything. Right. <laughs> I also love what, uh, you know, of course, what Lynn said about all the all of the uh, work that went into it. It it just really was a team effort on all t- everybody in our department. Uh, the Tremblay tiara was made by both our milliner and our jeweler. They teamed up for weeks just making that together. And, you know, like she said about the embroidery, first it went to the machine embroiderer and then it went to our embellishers. And then the panels had to go to our cutter, Kasha, and her team to actually make the gown. So it was just so much of a team effort. I'm just trying to think what else I'm missing there. But yeah, everybody had to get together. And at one point, I even think I have a picture of this where it's the the embroiderers are like on one table while Kasha's <laughs> standing there. You know, it was everybody just working together to make that gown. Right. It was definitely worth all the effort. <laughs> um, but when it's all said and done, my favorite character has and always will be Lady Danbury. And I was so excited to see that she also got her own origin story in this show. I think probably my favorite part Um, Lady Danbury has always had such a cool sense of style. She loves a high collar and a good hat. But this was exciting because we got to see what she was like when she was younger, too, which is slightly different in how he evolved. So, Laura, what was it like designing the costumes for the younger Agatha Danbury? Well, again, Arsama is just a beautiful, wonderful human. So getting to have her play the part of Agatha was amazing. Um, we really went for the color story with Agatha's costumes. You know, Lord Danbury, his favorite color was gold. And so we put her in a lot of gold and gold and metallics. Well, you know, when, until he, until he passed. And then once he passes and she goes through her mourning period, you're going to really, you start to see her embrace the purples and the deeper, darker colors uh but really that's how we got get to the lady danbury of the bridgerton wearing the purples and the burgundies Mm, interesting it's such a great character i mean i could watch her all day long she needs her own show too after all this just keep that in mind tell shonda for me um (laughs) speaking of lady danbury 
I love a good ball, and Lady Danbury always knows how to throw a ball. Um, I was obsessed with the pastel palettes, all of the costumes. I'll be honest, I'm not a jewelry person, but even myself was like, this is insane. It's so good. So, Lynn, how did your team bring the scene together? It's. It, I, I've been talking about this quite a bit because I am a jewelry person. I'm obsessed by jewelry, you know. Right, you might I'm have converted little, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit of a freak. And this is a very jewelry-heavy period. I mean, we're talking, you know, bracelets, necklaces, earrings, but then we're also talking, um, you know, jewelry on the bodice of every single dress and then the hair adornments as well. Mm-hmm. And Nick Collins, are the head of hair and makeup, the head of the department, was such an amazing, amazing partner in this because I would call and say, okay, we'll do, we'd send her a picture. We're doing this color dress. Okay, I'll do a pink wig. I'll do a yellow. I'll do this wig. Could you send me, you know, 10 things? And we would send her trays and trays and trays of jewels and pearl strands. And for every single character, including all the dancers and the background artists. And then we'd get to set, you know, we'd send her feathers with, you know, rhinestones and whatever. And we'd get to set and just watch her create magic. She was an amazing partner. So... I will tell you the story that we kept running out of jewelry. We literally <laughs> kept running out because we couldn't repeat anything. Right. And we had this big room and we had three safes and then just all these shelves just full. And one day you would walk in and you think, oh my God, this amazing jewelry. It's fantastic. We'll be fine. And then I would turn to Laura and go, yeah, it's all gone, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can, what are we going to do? Who's who can we hire to make more jewelry? And it was it was sort of desperate to the point where the production manager couldn't believe that we were ordering more. I mean, they, they just right. couldn't fathom that we kept like running. Lynn, out. take it easy on the jewelry. I know they were really getting a little worried about us. <laughs> it's such a good scene, though, with the music, of course, and all the colors, the jewelry. I mean, I wish there was just a whole episode of just them dancing. I would definitely oh, watch that. It's I just love so the good. Jack does yeah. such a good job. And those dancers, man, and especially that ball, we had a couple of the dancers come up to us and say, can I take this home? And I was like, honey, <laughs> uh, no, I'm so sorry. Not quite. But <laughs> <laughs> no. That's funny. <laughs> good try. Um, yeah. <laughs> We certainly learn much more about Queen Charlotte's husband, King George, in this series. Um, Like the Queen, I have a soft spot for George. He's clearly going through a lot, and I would say his dress is actually a bit toned down, and I think that's because he has a lot more important things going on at the moment, like being king, dealing with this illness. Of course, when there's an event, he'll dress up, ceremonial, he'll be there, but when he's at home, he's... He wants a garden. So, mm-hmm. Laura, how would you describe George's style? You you nailed it. That's exactly. Um, he was a, just George. He wanted to just be George, and but because of as he said, what was an accident at birth or something? He is the king, and so what we did was, you know, whenever he had to be in the public eye, it was very embroidered, very embellished. He, you know, but anytime he could be at home or not in the public eye, he, we, he, we put him in much simpler jackets and sometimes not a jacket at all. And sometimes it was just a a shirt and a, and the, the trousers. So we really wanted to show that he wanted to be more simple and really just embraced his love for farming and astronomy and the sciences. And that's true in in real life. He loved all of those things. So he tried to convey that in his dress. 
Yeah, such a, I kind of fell in love with him, I'll admit. And then Lynn, there is so many, you know, menswear type costumes. You know, we have Brimsley who works with Charlotte day in and day out. Um, all the people that work at the palace. So what was it like just kind of designing all the costumes for the palace as a whole? It was, you know, that I'm so glad you asked that question. You're so smart because <laughs> I think most people aren't going to notice that. But Brimsley and Reynolds, who are my personal obsession, like I am determined to find out what happened to Brimsley and Reynolds. I love them. <laughs> they are but amazing. They're amazing together. And when they touch hands, I mean, my heart, oh, mm-hmm. um, if people really notice and really look at their costumes, you'll see that Reynolds has George's initials and um, cast into the buttons. So all of the all of the livery and the people at Q on every single button, you'll see George's initial. And then on Brinsley's costumes, which is supposed to be Buckingham House, mm-hmm. every single button has Charlotte's initials. So there were oh. tiny little details like that where we had the buttons cast for each household. And that, that goes for every household you see on the show. You know, the ledgers had a specific palette for their staff. So every single house that you go to, all those people in the background, we made all of that. You know, wow. all of the and poor, poor Laura had a horrible livery incident with the red velvet for Buckingham Palace. But it's still... <laughs> So not be mentioned after I've just said that. But needless <laughs> to say, she fixed it and it was amazing. And the red, the red wool arrived. The it red was right wool red. arrived. Oh my god. I won't press All on right. it, but make sure you tell me after Laura. <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, well, thank you for qu- noticing. Thank you. Course, I mean, it's. I don't think people realize that you're not just getting, you know, these costumes off a rack, right? To build out this entire palace. This is part of your process. It's not just Queen Charlotte. It's every single person, and they have these buttons. It's just so much detail, every, which is why I think costume designers are just person so essential. Every single one. Uh, final question to both of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what do you hope the audience will take from the show? And what did this experience mean to you? I'll start with, uh, how about Lynn? I, I, I do hope that people watching this will understand this little slice of history a little bit more. I feel mm-hmm. like our show, as opposed to the, you know, the Bridgerton world, it does really touch on the sadness of King George, that it wasn't just about his madness and losing the colonies, that, you know, what a struggle it was. And also, you know, the tragedy of them losing their granddaughter. I just I just do hope that it convinces people maybe to read a little bit about this time in history. It's such a mm-hmm. fascinating time. And for me personally, well, first of all, getting to work with Laura as a team was amazing, but also continuing my relationship with Shonda. I'm on another Shonda show right now. Um, and getting to work with her as closely as we did with Queen Charlotte, because it was a labor of love for her. And she wrote every episode. So that was, that was really special for me. Wow. And Laura, I, I would like the audience to just enjoy, enjoy the beauty of the sets and enjoy the beauty of the costumes and the hair and the makeup. And hopefully they'll see that all of the hard work that all of the teams and the crews, I mean, we had over 200 people on our, just our costume crew, Um, you know, and this, the, how much of a labor of love it was for all of us. And um, 
I just hope they enjoy it and love the story because Sh- like Lynn said, Sh- this Shonda wrote every episode and it's such a beautiful story and she told it in such a beautiful way. So, but I also want them just to sit back and enjoy its beauty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could say that you two definitely nailed it because I found myself crying, laughing, screaming. It was fantastic. Oh. And I know everyone's oh. going to love it. Thank you, costume designer Lynn Palo and Laura Fracon. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been such a joy. Thank you, darling. Take care. Thank you. Well, bye bye. What's up, costume nerds? This is Spencer, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume blogcast. I love the simple things in life. Free parking, air conditioning, and a nice comfortable hoodie. If you feel the same way, then I'm here to let you know that if you wanted to support our show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy awesome blogcast merch through TeePublic, such as t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and stickers. We even have a baby onesie for all those baby costume designers out there. To get your merch, head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Thank you for all your support. Such a good interview. Such a good interview. Uh, it was so fun. I fell in love with Lynn and Laura. They are so cool. And I was just like an instant big fan of both of them. I mean, I always have been. But in that moment, I was a super fan. I loved it. I also loved that. Like, I think one of my favorite parts of the interview was them talking about like the livery for all the different households and all like the like the initials for like King George's and the Queens and like all the little differences. I was like, Oh, that's, that's so good. It's so cute. And yeah, it it brings like a lot of emotion to the series too. Just it's amazing how costume designers are adding so much to the story with like subtle little notes that maybe you might not even notice. Yeah. And I was really taken by the use of jewelry. Um, Yeah. As I said to Lynn and Laura, I'm not really a jewelry person, mm-hmm. but this show, I was blown away by the use of jewelry. And because it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere in this show. And I'm like, when they started talking about the fact that they were like running out of jewelry because they couldn't <laughs> use the same stuff twice. I'm like, OK, that makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I get it. Look, they're pros. And I mean, to me, there's no way that Lynn and Laura aren't going to be nominated for an Emmy. By the time no. this comes out, maybe it already happened. But like, this is a shoe in for me. It's such a good Absolutely. show. It's so good. Oh, oh, my gosh. And yeah, so when I recorded this interview, I hadn't seen the last two episodes because I watched Queen Charlotte before the show even came out. So it was like a sneak peek moment. And I, had time to, I didn't have time to watch them all. Yeah, like I've since watched it since that interview, finished it, and the finale is just so good. Also, episode five, the one where they're talking about their gardens, like the yeah. entire episode. <laughs> Such a good episode. I, I am obsessed with it. I love Violet Bridgerton and Lady Danbury. They're just such great characters. It it's so good. It's so good. And then I loved I loved the end 
uh, when her her son and his wife comes to be like, oh, you're finally going to have a legitimate grandchild. <laughs> and they lay underneath the bed and yes. like have a, oh, stop it. I'm going to cry again. And, like, it was so adorable. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because they're talking about Queen Victoria. Right. So then I literally went to like PBS and started watching Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need something to watch after Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton story, go to PBS and watch Victoria. Okay. Well, I definitely have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Has Jenna Coleman. She was one of the doctor's companions. So everybody go oh. watch it. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. Can we talk about Catelyn Stark being the evil mommy? She was uh, yeah. upsetting me. <laughs> um, I, I can believe that. Yeah. I mean, she was brilliant, by the way. Yeah. But very upsetting. I mean, so like so good. Well, I think I'm totally with you. I think I won't say I enjoyed the show more than Bridgerton. But I definitely didn't enjoy it less, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I think the difference between this and Bridgerton, this was like much more heartfelt. Yeah. And I, I just feel like the stakes for all the characters were a lot higher. Whereas like in Bridgerton, it's like... Let's just be real. It, we watch it for the horny vibes. That's yeah. why we watch Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah. For the horny vibes, for the brilliant costume design, set design. To be like, oh, if only I could go back to Regency era London yeah. <laughs> and be a wealthy aristocrat, even though like it would totally not be that cool. No. <laughs> well, with that, Elizabeth, I think we should play our favorite game. Are you ready? I am ready. Hit it, Daniel. The one costume to rule them all. Um, all right. I think I shall go first. My one costume to rule them all, I thought was going to be a Lady Danbury look. And honestly, if I gave myself probably another 15 minutes to think about it, I could switch up my mind. But I actually landed on this look from the fifth episode, and I can't really find many great pictures oh. of it. But it's one that young Charlotte wears when she uh, leaves Lady Danbury's estate to go basically pick up George and be like, hey, we're done with this. Cut the shit. Mm -hmm. It's this like beautiful like pink dress, but she wears this incredible cape over it, which as Lynn and Laura said, they love capes. And so do I. This is a top tier cape that has like an iridescent taffeta look to it. Yes. It has like shades of like raspberry and gold to it. It just, when you watch it move on camera, it's so beautiful. And for some reason, I was just so like struck by this costume and I can't stop thinking about it. I do really like this look as well. Um, especially what's under it. Cause it's like, this is like her when she's very much just like, I don't know what's happening and I don't like it. And it's almost <laughs> like her like incognito look, but it's still like, you're the queen. Like, what do you think you're doing? Yeah. That was a wild episode. <laughs> so wild. I love it. Uh, my one costume to rule them all is also a Queen Charlotte look. It is her wedding gown. Mm, yeah. Like you said, it's like her being just rebellious, like right from the start. It's beautiful. It suits her so well. And it's just like, she's like, yes, I'm here to be myself and to be a good queen, I guess. Cause I didn't want this in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a good one and it's like in the first 10 15 minutes she's like what yeah. we're not gonna do is abide by your rules like yeah. pretty early on you know yeah 
<laughs> it wasn't like the show The Great that we love, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like three, four seasons of her being like, I don't know, should I, can I? No, this was direct and right away. Like, what we're not yes. going to do is that. Yeah. Ugh, Elizabeth, this was such a good show. I just loved it so much. I kind of want to rewatch it. And I hope that Bridgerton season three is right around the corner because every time I watch a Bridgerton right? show, I instantly feel the need for more. Yeah. Disappears for a while and it kind of like fades away. And as soon as I get a little taste, I'm like instantly addicted again. Right. Cause like they just released like some images and I'm just like, I need this. Like, yeah, it's coming. I need this. I also need Penelope and whoever the Bridgerton boy is. I need their story to be resolved. I think it's Colin, right? <laughs> Colin. Yes, Colin. It's Colin. But honestly, I really hope they include more of uh, Violet Bridgerton and Lady Danbury's story. Like now that they've given it to us in like little pieces in Queen Charlotte, I'm like, I'm not ready to give that up yet, please. Although I'll be honest, like I think since it's like really going to like focus on Penelope, I think we're going to get a lot of her mom's backstory, which I think will be interesting. I think that'd be yeah. very interesting. Portia, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I like me some Portia, so yeah. I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh, I love that actress. We have to watch Rome at some point. She's okay. incredible in that. Put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we need like a sound effect for whenever we add something to our <laughs> infinite list. <laughs> Just a little check mark or like a scribble yeah. sound yeah. will do, Daniel. <laughs> or a ding. <laughs> Well, Elizabeth, that was such a fun episode, but we have even more fun coming up Mm -hmm. uh, in our next episode. We are going to be talking about The Crown, a incredible show on Netflix that everyone watches. Everyone's obsessed with it. And we're going to be joined by a extremely, incredibly talented, legendary icon costume designer, the Emmy award winning costume designer, Amy Roberts. And... I'm so excited for you all to meet her. I got to talk with her on the phone, so you'll hear a little bit um, into that conversation. And I don't think I'll ever forget that phone call, honestly. It was pretty impactful in terms of what we do here. So I loved it. I I can't wait to listen to it, Spencer. Your interviews are always so amazing. So I'm like, I'm ready for it. Oh, thank you. And if you would like to give us your... Queen Charlotte or the Crown thoughts, you can leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826 or email us at theartacostume at gmail.com. Uh, if you need like a little extra content from us in between episodes, you can follow us at the Art of Costume Pod on Instagram, at the Art of Costume on TikTok. If you need some merch, you can head to theartofcostume.com slash pod store. And if you really loved what you heard and have the time to leave us a little five-star text review on Apple Podcast and or Spotify, we would really, really appreciate it. Until next time, stay cool, nerds. (laughs) Yeah, it's hot. It's hot this summer. Yeah, I meant cool as in stay out of the sun and wear sunscreen. (laughs) Yeah. Wear sunscreen. If you're somewhere with smoke, stay inside. Oh, smoke. Oh, man. (laughs) I need to wear sunscreen just being in the studio right now. It is hot, hot. Ew. I'm sorry. Anyways, thanks all for listening. (laughs) Have a great week. 
The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design.